0: Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, basketball, for real. We look ahead to a conference tournament opener for the Red Raiders against West Virginia, and we consider putting racially insensitive toothpaste back in the bottle. Next on Locked On Texas Tech.
1: You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: We're going to start this thing off right. great to be with you again on locked on texas tech on the locked on podcast network always appreciate being your first listen on youtube or anywhere you get podcasts subscribe on youtube if you haven't so far so you never miss an episode as we are still coming to you within somewhat of a fluid time obviously as it relates to texas tech men's basketball leadership but We did get some clarity as to who will lead this thing rolling through the Big 12 tournament, and that's where we begin here today. That's going to be the interim head coach, Corey Williams. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Callen, and Chris joining us from Kansas City as we are on the road again. And actually with basketball to discuss, Chris, there's a game coming up later today, one that still somewhat remains important to the team. I know we probably lost all grasp, of like resume building or anything like that. And of course, a couple of losses to end your regular season impacted that as well. But there is still an inkling of opportunity for Texas tech at the conference tournament, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there is. And and, and I'm, I'm just kind of curious to see how these kids play, man, you know, and just kind of what the vibe is. Uh, I think it's been pretty loose uh, and free here in Kansas city. And I hope that they play that way uh, tonight uh, just because, in some ways, you kind of look at it, it. you know, yeah, it's all on the line or or you know, you really you have no pressure at all, you know, because you're 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 likely gonna have to win three, maybe four games with a chance to extend your season. and 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 I think there's some serious pressure on West Virginia to to get this uh, to get a win tonight because I think while most people have them in, you know, a loss today would, 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 I think hurt that a bit. And, you know, how much do they fall with, with the loss? So I think they're, they've got some pressure coming into this one, but I'm just, you know, cause the thing, when these things happen, Cowan is that, you know, and we've touched on this a little bit, but e- either the d- distractions of everything just overwhelm you and you're, you're off of your routine and you, you, you you're not locked in uh, and focused or, you you know you kind of rally uh, around a guy like Coach Williams or each other, and you you play you you know you play your best and and I'm not sure what we'll get but I just know the team is in a appears to be in a really good mood and they're kind of loose and like I said I I think uh, I think that and then they know how tough the game will be uh, tonight and potentially tomorrow I and mean, that's the you know that's the fascinating thing about this Big 12 tournament is that we've talked about it being the toughest league in the country so it would suggest that winning the Big 12 tournament may be the toughest challenge in the, in the country as far as conference tournaments go, just because of the the competition game in, you know. Uh, and then the Red Raiders would have to do win four games in four
0: days. Let me stop for just a sec, Chris. I don't know if your uh, cord is like dragging on your zipper or something, but there's like a little – I mean, like every two seconds. Uh-oh. I'm sorry, dude. I just, if we could – I think yeah, it's, or your or maybe your whiskers. I don't know.
1: It's just like a little rustle. So is is okay? Can you hear me now? I can hear you fine. It's just that I know. People can are you is me. it still rubbing? Because I, I I have the I think it was dragging on the zipper. No, because uh, it, it was more. Okay, I'm holding it up good. now, so that's okay. why. You <laughs> want
0: right. to? You want me to start over and give you the same answer? No, 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 no. It was it was fine. Uh, I'll just count us back in and we'll go from there. Okay, gotcha. All right, three, two, one. And of course, Chris, with an interim head coach, new man at the top of the ship there at the steering wheel. I know ships don't have steering wheels, but they have a wheel of some kind. I'm not much for nautical references, but I'm trying anyway. Uh, I know Corey Williams as a member of the program an assistant, someone obviously that's familiar uh, with everything going on with Red Raider basketball here. You would think, okay, there's a chance for some continuity as far as in-game, the way that things are approached. But it's not exactly the same. I mean, it's a different guy, different relationships, different ways of doing things as far as in-game stuff. So I'm curious, is there anything that you think just off the cuff, you know, might be a little bit different about the way that uh, Corey Williams could manage a game?
1: You you know, my my guess is along the lines of what we were talking about a second ago, specifically offensively, I I bet you play a little bit uh, looser, maybe is not as many play calls, uh, if, if you will, mm. um, on trying to run something. And, again, that's just speculation. And, and, I, and I try to get a feel for that, watching shoot around and, and you know, and, and some different things about just kind of, you know, how, how they prepared not a lot of time, you know, to, to, to really practice and dig in. So you won't see many, like, quote-unquote changes just because you haven't had time. So I would expect mostly man-to-man defense. Uh, I, I, I think that you know they'll be a little bit looser on, on offense and maybe want to maybe play a little faster. Uh, but again, you just don't and I'll be honest when you're talking to West Virginia though, the, the the main thing that Corey Williams can do and he should he should have a sign and print it up uh, and, and put it all over the, the <laughs> locker room meeting room is rebound because that that when you play West Virginia that largely decides the game. I mean, to go back to the two games this year. In Lubbock you were minus 18 on the glass. In Morgantown you were plus 11 and we know how each of those games went and I think there's a direct correlation into how the rebounding battle goes into you know you you, you beating West Virginia or not. That's just kind of how they play and that's just kind of
0: how it works. Yeah, I was really curious to talk to you about uh, the regular season series between these two teams because, man, not only was it uh, a series that was split home and away, but uh, you want to talk about some some really different you know kinds of uh, ball games as far as the tone and and who was dictating what or dominating what and I, West Virginia may have got as far as just domination the better of Texas Tech on their home floor as compared to what Tech did to West Virginia on their home floor, but nonetheless it was almost like you had some roles reversed in a way and yeah you said it right there it it really I guess all started on the glass but is that just an effort thing I don't don't really know what what would change necessarily and and correct me if I'm wrong but you had didn't you have similar personnel in those matchups Uh, you got Isaac's back in Morgantown you lost him the first time around did you have you had Amac in both of those matchups didn't you no,
1: Fardaw okay. has only played in the second one. Gotcha. Um, okay. yeah, and, and and I think I think that, you know, you're good at what you emphasize, okay? And I think that you know, clearly Bob Huggins came into that game going we're, we're going to crush these guys on the glass. Well, obviously when you when you have that, I think the the Red Raiders they spent every bit of prep leading up to that one game in Morgantown just trying to emphasize, look, this is where this game is going to be won or lost and uh, and, and it, you know, and, and I also pointed out that you didn't turn it over too many times in Morgantown as well. And so that's what West Virginia does. They 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 score enough points, uh, but they do a lot of it off of second chance opportunities or they do it, uh, you know, when whenever you turn the ball over and they can get a run out. I mean, they're just really good in transition. And I, I think we, we need to. You know, we need to emphasize too, like that that second game in Morgantown. It, it's very rare that you survive a game and win it, especially on the road. Whenever you you have a kid that goes for twenty seven points, like Eric Stevenson did. Now you had your own guy go for twenty seven and and Jalen Tyson, but Eric Stevenson has gone for twenty three plus in the last five games in a row, and it started with that that game in Morgantown versus Texas Tech. So. Uh, he, he's been he he's clearly the focus uh, tonight for for Red Raiders on defense is just trying to get get him stopped and I think I think Cowan through that stretch he's making on average of about four or five threes a game making that many mm. so he's just been instant offense and if you'll remember you know and I wonder if this will get brought up at all leading up to this game uh, if I was Corey I would mention it but if you remember after that game Tech Tech beats West Virginia, and I think it was Eric Stevenson that said after the game, "I'm, I'm, a, you know, hey, what happened here today?" And he's like, "Well, I'm, I feel bad. We just lost to the worst team in the league, and you know, he kind of and and so I I would be sure I would point that out if I was uh, anybody in charge of Texas Tech basketball because, but it he's the show man. I mean, they've got some good good pieces around him, but he's kind of the guy that carries him. Yeah,
0: I forgot about that. So I appreciate the reminder will give me a little bit more motivation <laughs> in watching the game uh, here tonight, Chris, I'm just going to pretend that none of what we know is swirling around this program is swirling around this program and just kind of keep it to basketball here uh, for just a minute because leaving the regular season uh, you had one of your most disappointing individual results of the regular season, that being against Oklahoma state on your floor. And, uh, I know that uh, my word leaving that game was, I guess, disjointed. I I don't know what it was about that day, Chris, but it seemed like a lot of team progress that you had made in playing with one another had taken a step back for some reason. I, I don't know. And obviously, with everything else going on, maybe I shouldn't be foolish enough to just try to simply nail it down to basketball thoughts. There could have been other things impacting it as well at that time, I guess. But what what did you see in that game against the Cowboys and the, just the basketball response to the way you finished this regular season wh- where does that begin man because that was a really tough day at United Supermarkets Arena but first today's episode brought to you by America's number 1 sports book FanDuel and now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel app become a new customer because new customers get that no sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't hit so just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today safe secure and super easy to use then you can bet on everything from the money line point scores three points drained if basketball is your thing or all points in between underwater basket weaving anyone FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with that same game parlay So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more and make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Where, Where does that begin, man? Because that was a really tough day at United Supermarkets Arena.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and I think I, I don't know if you can separate uh, the basketball <laughs> right. and what was because I, I I think we would all be naive if if you if you are to suggest there was there was no correlation into kind of the way they played and and now with what we know because it was very clear that everybody already you know the rest of us did not but everybody else was well aware that what had gone on. I don't know if anybody knew a suspension was looming. I certainly did not, and you know, I think that obviously, what, what do we know that there was a written reprimand that, that came out Friday, and this is when Kirby kind of was aware of, uh, of, of, or made aware of, of what had gone on. But I, I think there's probably a direct correlation there. Uh, and again, that may be a stretch for me. I just don't know how you could suggest there's not. I guess. Yeah. And so if you can't, if you can't suggest there's not, there had to be something to it. But I just, I felt like basketball wise, I felt like Oklahoma state just was a little bit more aggressive, a little bit hungrier and, and wanted it a bit more. And and I would go back to the week before when you played TCU and you, that that's when I really worried that the win would come out of the balloon because that was a game that if they get that one and they get the Oklahoma state game, I think we're having a much different conversation right now about their tournament chances. Now, I don't know with everything that has gone on here. Maybe that doesn't happen. If, if, If you win the TCU game, maybe you're not, you know, there's not a, uh, you know, a a situation that's swirling around the team and and some things said and, and the suspension and all those things. But I, but, but having said that, that's what surprised me about how I guess, well, they played in Lawrence, you know, they they could have, that's a perfect opportunity to kind of show up and roll over and just kind of get it over with. Yeah, uh, against the, the the team that was ultimately going to win the league, and you're at their place, and all those kinds of things. But that's not what happened. I mean, they were they were in a position there, but uh, it, it's just the, But it's it's largely the same, Cowan. It's far too often the opposition has been just a bit better across the board than you are, and and I think not a lot better, you know. And whether it's turning the ball over or on the glass or you know, whatever statistical category you want to look at, you know, other teams, they, you know, that's what Kansas did. They they made a few more free throws. They made a few more threes. They turned it over a few times less. They had a few more rebounds. And and then you look up and it's a four-point game and you lose, you know. So, and that's kind of what Oklahoma State did. I mean, the wildest part about the Oklahoma State game is that you made more threes than they did. You turn it over less than they did. Your bench, which we've been begging for, bench production – you you were you were plus 20 uh and i just it just made no sense but you also had nobody in double figures you know and yep. it's just kind of a weird weird game and i guess maybe now we know why i don't know
0: yeah and it probably is silly to try to separate those things uh, obviously for those guys within the program that had some idea uh of that going on before maybe fans did but Either way, that that was a tough result that you're now going to be asked to bounce back from, particularly on the other side of uh, the week that they have had, the weekend that they had in the uh, first half of this week, I guess I should say, that they have had. Away from basketball, I don't think that there is, as we talked about yesterday, there's any reason to believe like in the um, immediate present that we're going to have – you know, further news coming out about Mark Adams or resolution or announcements from Texas Tech. I I could be wrong in that, but I had some suspicion that maybe we'd be in a, a little bit of a holding pattern for a time being, uh, possibly as we get through the conference tournament or maybe wrap up the season at large. But uh, Chris, something has stuck with me this week that uh, you mentioned a, a few days ago in an uncertain capacity, but. Uh, It seemed like the more conversations I've had that the week has gone on uh, that maybe there's been more smoke around this. You, you mentioned the thought of a, an opportunity to resign being offered by Texas tech to Mark Adams and that that might've been declined. I was curious if you had had any further reason to believe as the days have gone on uh, that that was actually the case. And, If it was actually the case, does does that already kind of tell us possibly uh, what Texas Tech's perspective is on this matter? Is that still up in the air? Because the second question is just a a moot point. If the first one is not actually the reality that that stuck with me and a lot of our listeners, I know. Have you heard anything else about that bullet point That, that stuck with me and a lot of our listeners? I know. Have you heard anything else about that bullet point? Well,
1: I, you know, I've I, I've heard from people that that's, that 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 there was an opportunity for Mark to resign. Again, I can't prove that. I'm not like sitting here telling you that I'm I'm reporting that or anything like that. But I've I've heard that, um, and I, I think to your point, if that is true, then then yeah, it would seemingly be an interesting scenario to to coexist with somebody. Uh, as as it said coach when when you you you've potentially asked them to resign so but i right. again i just we, i have to be careful here cuz i don't i don't know that but I, I i wouldn't have said it had i not heard it from people that i felt sure. like knew what they were talking about um so you know that that is uh and i have thought about that too it's like okay can you can you actually put the toothpaste back in the tube and 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 everybody get back on the same page after you ask somebody to resign but again i can't say that, that that's actually what happened uh right. for sure uh but i, I just because i mean like i i just don't know where we go from here i think that as we've talked about in some of these shows the timing is everything here and i think you know is is mark sitting back in in lubbock right now which i, I guess they're you know and i hope he's I hope the, uh, you know i am luke adams is obviously not here either uh, but I hope the, those guys are doing all right. And I hope that I, it's going to be very awkward for those guys too, but are they sitting there, you know, planning practice next week and, and, and ready to be reinstated or is it, I mean, are you working on a contract buyout? I mean, I, have, I just don't know, but I think these are all kinds of fair questions to, to ponder, um, if you will. And I just, I don't know, you know, cause you don't know how long the season, how long you're going to be in Kansas city and, I, I do know if you were to lose tonight or lose tomorrow, you, you get back to Lubbock and then I think it becomes the top of the priority list on trying to figure out, okay, how, what are we exactly, are we going to do here? What does this look like? Uh, all those things. I, I just, you know, again, it's, it's a holding pattern. I will tell you too, before we get off the, the, the subject of conference tournament, uh, I did speak with somebody. This is going to have be a much different feel here in Kansas city uh, this year because of Brett Yormark, I think it, I wanted to make sure that we discussed that just briefly because there are now courtside seats. Um, I think this has been a baby of his is this conference tournament in a revenue opportunity, because I think there are a variety of courtside seats that they sold for like 4,000 a piece. Uh, I think there's a, a giant kind of like club area, not like, nightclub, but like a club area for food and drink and all that for, for people that have paid uh, certain ticket prices to be able to enjoy uh, being at the tournament and things like that. So I think they're bringing in Shaq here to DJ they're bringing in uh, you know, different, different acts, I think, just to kind of be a part of this deal, but he's trying to NBA this, uh, this conference tournament up, I think a bit by, trying to create some serious revenue and trying to give it a bit of a different, uh, feel of sorts. But we were around some of the conference people yesterday and, you know, and their, their comment was, I felt like when I worked in the conference office, we were on our heels. Uh, and then I feel like whenever your Mark showed up, we're on our toes. Like we are, it's like, he's got some crazy ideas. He's got some good ideas, but he, you know, he, he's just all about it. So I think that you'll see the Big 12 as a league put their best foot forward. I, and, and I think you're going to get some different – the way that this the media covers this thing on television too. I mean, I, obviously I'm in charge of doing the radio stuff, but uh, I think they'll do some different things in-game and, and things like that that maybe haven't been previously done before. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of see what we get there too.
0: Yeah, it should really be interesting um, as – well, you heard Brett Yormark say he wants this conference to be uh, – Younger, cooler, and hipper, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think was the quote. I don't know if that's the right order, but uh, whew, someone that's I, I've never known a cool person that set out with a mission to be cool.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Like, <laughs> right. I don't know if you're not hip already, you say, Now I will decide to be hip and <laughs> yeah. then become hip. So I'm very curious to see how this lands. And you're right, this is kind of like uh, the first. Uh, public event foot forward, if you will, that maybe you could make a little bit different than everybody else's will be or different than uh, your own used to be. So uh, I am kind of curious. and I've already forgotten who else is on the list. Uh, I saw Shaq was on the list. Uh, Jordan Sparks, which I guess is, is that I don't even know who that is. That precious or is that an American Idol chick? I can't remember. I think uh, you're,
1: I think the latter is is correct. Okay. I think I think Fat Boy, uh, you know, is another DJ they're doing on Friday. Maybe I think <laughs> of uh, course
0: DJ Fat Boy. I don't want to yeah, leave him out. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, I, I, yeah. I, I don't I don't remember. But I, I just the, the conversation I thought was an interesting one because all the people in the conference office. Feel like they are in a in a good spot by yeah. their because of their leader, and they they just said that he has put uh, a lot of emphasis on this particular weekend as it relates to the league, and I, I think you're also in the sweet spot too of, of like all these different uh, you know like realignment and, and some of that stuff is with the Pac-12 kind of you know news out there. So th- this yeah, is gonna be and an did you
0: notice, Chris? George cough Pac-12 commissioner, said he's not having a press conference at his tournament. Which I think is kind of atypical. <laughs> He's like I'm not talking to any of you guys about anything, so yeah. don't ask me. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why.
1: And, and and typically, if you had anything good to say, you you would you would call oh, three yeah. press you would call three press conferences. You'd
0: be meeting the media off the bus <laughs> at the hotel. Like, hey guys, want to ask me anything? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it should be really interesting. And I think the original report was that they were going for Fat Boy Slim, but they said not quite in the budget. We can get you DJ Fatboy Boy or DJ Slim. Okay, let's go with the fat boy then. Maybe fat boy slim next time around. And as far and maybe as maybe I'm
1: wrong there, maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I don't know. I just I, I, I thought I read that or heard that, but you I could
0: that. literally throw out any word following the term DJ, and we would have no clue if you were wrong or right, Chris. I mean yeah. DJ curbside as I'm just looking out the window. That could be a guy. We don't know. Paris Hilton is she going to be there? Shaquille. It is kind of funny that to get younger, hipper, and cooler, you hire like a fifty-year-old dude to come DJ. <laughs> <laughs> but it is Shaq. It is Shaq. And that's uh, one of a kind DJ, I suppose. And I apologize, Shaq, if you're not near 50, you're probably not. Um, yeah, so as we're enjoying some basketball here, stay with us on Locked On Texas Tech as we'll keep an eye on other fluid situations. And yeah, as to what you said there about the Coach Adams timeline and a possibility of a resignation offered or things like that, putting toothpaste back in the bottle, I guess I am somewhat inclined, Chris, to at the beginning of this thought, okay, if it stretches out further, is that some indication that reinstatement is the more likely outcome? Is a quicker resolution an indication that it's going to be termination or departure? I think I might have a different answer now than I would have felt at the beginning of this. But if that smoke is real surrounding an opportunity to resign, then I think that gives you a real indication of where this thing could be going. And man, there is a lot of smoke around that possibility right now it's kind of hard to you know offer the wife a chance to have a divorce she says no and you say all right well let's continue our lives together (laughs) i mean it's just like i don't know how you put that toothpaste back in that bottle if that is the case so very very interesting and we've had a lot of questions about that so uh curious to see how folks will process it in the youtube comments let us know how you're feeling out there uh on the locked on texas tech youtube page chris in the meantime enjoy some hoops man maybe we'll have another game to discuss it'd be all right with me let's do it man uh go
1: yeah go go red raiders how about yeah we'll see if we can't get to take old saw bob huggins down in the hotel lobby last night and uh that's the uh that's the old opponent uh tonight so we'll, we'll see what we get and i hope everybody keeps hope alive and we'll uh we'll talk to you soon
0: he wasn't crawling back to his room was
1: he <laughs> no not that i saw not that i saw
0: he was on one of those luggage carts they're just rolling him across the lobby. <laughs> He is—he—he is,
1: uh, he, he can hold some court at the Marriott uh, Hotel bar. i, I mean he, so—he—he's—you know, this is where we normally stay. I think West Virginia usually stays here, and yeah, he—he—he—he he, he, uh, he holds court down there by the bar often. Uh, I don't—I don't pretend to know who all is always around or uh, what all is being consumed, but
0: yeah, he—he's been down there every year that I've been down there. Uh, meanwhile, Chris Level holding court by the <laughs> aqua and sweet tea bar because he's that <laughs> kind of <guy>. my man <laughs> there you go that's right. that's right all right chris appreciate the time man we'll visit with you on the other side of this one coming up tonight against west virginia we're out of 10 brothers nine are a guinea for chris level i'm casey cowan thanks for making locked on texas tech your first listen on youtube or anywhere you get podcasts and hope that you will check out locked on college basketball it is that time of year So check it out. Locked on college basketball, your one-stop hoop shop right here on the Locked on podcast network for your second listen available on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts for Chris. I'm Casey. We'll see you on the other side on Locked on Texas tech.